Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. To like, it's the only time we want a mini. But would you ever drive a Mini Cooper? No, I never no. seen your car. Me? Yes. <laughs> I would. I, so it, I would feel weird. That'd be so cute. Imagine me coming out like this, of course. <laughs> mini Cooper would suit me. I could see that. It's just I. I don't. It feels like it's so tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a boy. It's a window. <laughs> Dusty idea. I could do, yeah, I would do that over, like, a VW Bug or some shit. That's true, but they were out to, like, I don't know, say something with the shape. It's very different. With the Mini Cooper? Very unique. No, well. With, or with the Bug. With the Bug. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow, that's how, like, that's how much you hate the Mini Cooper shape. You're like, yeah, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> I was like, I'm talking about the VW Bug. Jesus. Do they even make God. Mini Coopers anymore? I think. They do. I haven't seen one in they forever. They do, like, Mini, I think there's, like, a Mini Clubman now. I haven't seen them in forever. They're like they've just increased in size, and now they just look like a normal car. They grew up. When was the last time you saw one? Um. Well, I'm I have a heightened awareness of Mini Coopers because I do like Mini Cooper Punch Pooper. Listen, everyone poops, so you can't avoid it. Mini Cooper Punch Pooper. So I you know, not see them often. Nothing is a thing until <laughs> someone makes it a thing. Is that your thing now? I got it from high school. It's been my thing. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well. It's a private game, okay? Only, only exclusive. Like Excuse you have to be us. invited by the president. It's, it's a of lot. the Mini Cooper Punch yeah, Club organization. Mm-hmm. Mm. The MCP. See. What? Oh, the Mini Cooper Punchers Club. <laughs> what the fuck? If anyone else has done that, you can let us know. You guys don't do PT Cruiser Punch a Loser. You know. <laughs> Why is your hurt y'all? <laughs> Who hurt y'all? Like. Who hurt all of you your whole high school? <laughs> Just, well, anybody who saw Mini Cooper or Mini <laughs> Apparently. Cruiser. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of car trauma going on around your there school. There is a lot of car trauma. <laughs> There's a lot of car punches happening at CJ's high school. All, I, all we had was a good old bug. Nice. And did you do the wipe? Someone taught me punch buggy, no punch back. And if you don't do the wipe, you get to get punched back. I'm pretty back. sure those guys doing it to you. Um, listen, it's a, it's a community of people who all respect say, that just bug. seems like a reason to touch someone. <laughs> no. We never did that. Just... Oh. Yeah, so you can't push back. What? But you're wiping it, never mind, it doesn't matter. It's just, the, it's just the symbol. The you're symbol of the don't wipe. It's the no punch back symbol. Listen, I didn't invent it. It was like circle, to me. circle, dot, dot. Now you have the cootie shot type thing. It absolutely is. Okay. Especially us discussing it like there's one finite law, like there isn't like buried. <laughs> I'm gonna go like look up the punch buggy terms. File a complaint. Be like, she did not yeah. do it. First, wrong. first of all, is Mini Cooper some subset of punch buggy that was authorized by the Volkswagen industry? No. I just like that you keep getting higher and higher as you type. Matter. Ultimate man. At her face. Yeah. Okay, I'm not even looking. I'm just writing for my heart. Which is up here. Yeah. Well, that's how it flows out. It comes from here and it goes to the keyboard. 
So guys, anyways, uh, this is Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh my! And on today's episode... We um, are not talking about cars. N- no. <laughs> but, but, but we are leaving it in because I do need to know if you guys have ever done the punch car games and if anybody knows about the Mini Cooper and the PT Cruiser one. Or if you're like me and that's a hard no. If you're like her, you actually don't have to comment. You can. <laughs> Why are you trying to silence me? Stop trying to cancel culture me. No, uh, no. Please comment if you agree with April, but also do the poop emoji. <laughs> well, if you agree with her, do the middle finger emoji. Wow, good. Everybody knows middle finger emoji is better than the poop emoji anyway, so. Because I'm the shit. Uh, whatever. Middle finger. <laughs> Anyway, listen, guys, today we are tasked, we are burdened with glorious purpose. And that purpose is to let you know every time new language about the non-monogamous slash polyamorous slash slash king slash video slash, you know, intuitive stuff comes to the surface. No pun intended. And, t- and today, and today we have some new terminology for you. Now, when I was reading over this article... The name multi-amory popped up, so maybe they've already covered this. They're fast. But we're just as, we're right there also. If there was a first and second place, we'd be in second. <laughs> yeah. Which is also last, but it's fine. Like, it's not a competition, but, like, we're trying to get you the information as soon as we hear about it. So in this week's mini-sode, we're going to teach you some new terminology that has come into our brain space. Okay, are you with me? With magic fingers, are apparently. You with me? Don't you like how look, 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 you're not even looking, you're not even looking at, see. I was looking at you. Yeah, but it, you have to see it on the camera. It, it's further away that way. But it looks more wooey wooey. Looks more wooey wooey. Guys, if you could just please go to our YouTube video really quick and confirm <laughs> that this looks wooey wooey. Uh, it feels really easy to me. Looks like a new version of Spirit Fingers. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wooey wooey. But but wooey it, it's wooey. I oh, don't, sorry, don't wooey, stop wooey. disrespecting me. I did not mean God, to say duh. it wrong. You're always picking on me on this podcast. Justice for CJ. <laughs> We're gonna dive right in, guys. Let's get to it. And I'm gonna do like a transition that flips the screen. I'm gonna be like You're making motion sickness. Yeah. You guys get motion sickness when I do those transitions? <laughs> Can you let us know about that, too? <laughs> Can you let me know about that, too? <laughs> so, in this article, we reviewed some stuff that we already know. Okay, like poly, uh, parallel polyamory. Yes. Right? Which is just when um, you and your partner, you date separately. You don't date together as a thruple or a quadruple. Yes. Mm-hmm. Reminders and refreshers. And then also reminder and refresher of kitchen table polyamory. Okay. That's when all the partners do come together and I guess also form relationships with each other. Not necessarily, no. Well, I don't know if we're developing a subset off of that now where it's like trying to define that as kitchen table polyamory and this new word as what you maybe have just described. So the new word that we got right here is called garden party polyamory. Garden party polyamory. Mm -hmm. Also known as birthday party polyamory, this approach describes metamors who only spend time together at key events, such as their shared partner's birthday. These metamors will usually have a friendly connection with minimal interaction outside of these events. Was that a little bit what you were describing when you said not always a kitchen table polyamory has to have relationships no. with each other? What were you describing? So KTP, um, 
that just can also mean that all the partners are comfortable meeting essentially, you know, even at like a kitchen table just to hang out, but they don't necessarily all have to have relationships intermixed. Well, like relationships or friendships or like, what do you, you mean intimate relationships? Yeah. Okay. So they can just be metamors. Okay. So they can be like friends though, Mm -hmm. like and hang out without their other partners present. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But it can be for any, like, it doesn't have to be, um, uh, 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 what am I trying to say? Like birth, it doesn't have to be event specific. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Garden party polyamory can also be a gentle way to start a metamorph relationship if you're new to polyamory and find the idea of other partners a little overwhelming. What do you think about that? Garden party polyamory is a way to introduce metamorphs to other metamorphs. Disagree with that. Say more. Um, I think that, that meeting someone else's metamorph at a big event, like a birthday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, that, that's a, that's intense. We're going to talk about that actually in a second. So, uh, this, they were also saying that this approach can be a stepping stone for growing into another style of polyamory, if that's what you would decide you would like to do. And then this next point, which I think is what you were oh, saying, yeah. is that they wouldn't recommend using an important event as the opportunity to meet a metamorph for the first time. So it's like, yeah, on one hand, shared events could be a good way to meet a, a metamorph, but really understand what that event is, especially yeah. if it's like everybody's coming together and like, especially for bigger events where you would like need help setting up and stuff and you're just the one metamorph who's like there for the first time. Well, and I think if there's going to be other family there, kids there, like mm-hmm. that, that could, I don't know. I could see meeting someone at like a munch or something, mm-hmm. but I don't know about a big event. Yeah, that and that's be. not just a plug for our munches, even though we do have them. You guys should definitely come. In our Facebook group. Please. Just saying. Yeah, I don't... That, for me, would be intimidating. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think any major holiday or birthday, for me, I would be really uncomfortable going to, because I don't know what I'm walking into. Yeah, and I, I tend <clears throat> to want to meet people a little bit more intimately if I'm meeting a metamorph yeah, or someone like, like that. like getting dinner together or something. Drinks, Especially coffee. I'm hoping this is coming after, like, both metamorphs describing wanting to meet each other, you know? It should be, yes. So, like, not just being forced. Where it feels or surprised. Like, yeah, it just, it does feel like there's more of a, like, I don't know, a surprise slash discomfort element of, like, yeah, I'm just going to bring you to this event. I feel like being invited to it, first of all, is already kind of putting me on edge. Because I feel like there's a pressure to say yes to that, even though I might not be comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's also a disadvantage yeah. of this whole meet your metamors for the first time thing. Also, um, I don't know if this is how the author had intended it, but like it, it almost sounded like when you say use it as an opportunity to introduce you to other forms of polyamory. Is that like are you trying to convince them to join a KTP situation, especially if they weren't looking for yeah, that? I mean, I, I'm not really sure what that means exactly. I mean, I totally respect if it's just an article writer trying to fill up a page, too. Like, and you kind of weren't really making a point there. But if you were trying to make a point, it does sound like you're trying to coerce them into I mean, another I, dynamic. I guess you could use it as a stepping stone for KTP. Mm-hmm. So that's one way I guess I could see it kind of ethically being used as this is like an intro. If everyone was open to KTP mm-hmm. and they wanted to use this like an intro to KTP, I could see that. Yeah. And again, I'm going to, like, really focus on that detail of hopefully the person you're introducing has, like, expressed wanting to explore that. And you're not just, like, like, I wouldn't uh, recommend doing this if you're, like, oh, well, just come and try to experience it, even though the partner has already said, like, no, I really would like to just keep it parallel. I don't want to be involved with anybody else. And you're, like, well, you haven't met them. Just come and meet them. You know, like, don't. Yeah. No. Don't try to convince. Mm -mm. 
I think that sort of convincing type dynamic can create resentment also because you're not really respecting that person's boundary. And I think it's a red flag if someone tries to coerce you after you've said that you don't want to do that. Yeah. No, I mean that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a good idea to check in with you. I thought this was an interesting point. It's a good idea to check in with each other during the week before any event. Be vulnerable with each other, especially if you're feeling anxious or stressed. And talk about your expectations. This way you'll both be on the same page about how much hangout time you'd like to have. There's some way you can support each other or your shared partner on that date. <laughs> Yes, I well, I thought, um, yeah, I think that is good. I, I think the important thing is to know and feel safe that you can share your emotions and thoughts, though, you know? Like, I guess I just would avoid a pressure situation. That's all, like, a, yeah, come meet my whole entire family. And then it's like, what do you mean you don't want to meet my whole family? You don't want to... I mean, I think it's, you know, more important in the beginning. But if you're doing this consistently, it's probably going to just become normal. To be, like, invited to big events for yeah. garden mm-hmm. party. Yeah, once you do, you know, I could see once you do one and then it just becomes more of a, like, we're just going to see each other at Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays, you know. Cool. If there are kids involved, kids' birthdays, you know, they could just be kind of a normal thing. I would still check in, but I could see it definitely being where you don't need check-ins after a while. Nice. consistent. So if it is becoming more normal, then it's definitely possible to kind of lean into that, huh? It's not like it would be outside of everyone's comfort zone to, like, try and engage in something like that. In what? Not checking in? Party polyamory. Um, I think it definitely can be done. Mm-hmm. But that's not how I would meet, no. Okay. Are you, are you saying that you feel like it's kind of like the more that polyamory is a thing and open about it, that these things can become more frequent and normal? Um, I think I'm more just saying that once you do actually start garden party, it just becomes probably less necessary to check in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. I see what you mean there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So I I did put a question of, did we think it's possible to do... Um, I say yes without that being the first meeting, like how you were saying it. Like yeah. after you've already met the people and then like that you guys gather on holidays and stuff. Yeah. And I think that would... I personally would love to be part of a dynamic like that. It feels like less pressure to be like co, like I don't know, commingling with all the elements. I don't know. Like I, I, I fear sometimes being too like intertwined in somebody else's life. Like it feels like it, I lose a little bit of independence. So I like being able to only engage at like certain times. Yeah, I guess for me, I'm probably not as I, I will probably be somewhere between garden party and KTP. Mm-hmm. I don't know that garden party will work for me, but I don't know that KTP either would work. Mm-hmm. I want the flexibility. If I if we all want to hang out, we can. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be just at special events. Yeah, that's true. I also want the flexibility to not have to be forced to get along with someone if I don't get along with them. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think, for any dynamic. Like, if the metamors just aren't getting along or don't have a lot in common, don't force it. Yeah, please. It needs to be organic. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think if those two people weren't, like, immediately interested in each other, weren't expressing any shared interests or anything, or even interested in meeting each other, I wouldn't try to coerce it. No. Not everyone has <clears throat> to be friends and hang out all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It is okay. Another one uh, that I thought, or another one that has come up is called lapsitting polyamory, which I think is an interesting way to talk about something that is described as an approach when the metamors form a deep bond and enjoy spending quite a lot of time together. I feel like lap sitting gave me this impression of like a 
I don't know, maybe I'm confusing it with babysitting, but the idea that it actually explains, like, two people who can be really close friends, maybe if it's just platonic and not even um, intimate, uh, and that closeness is sort of based on the fact that they share a partner or a co-parent or something like that, um, and then they become a new... Wait, sorry, okay. Why would I, okay, why wouldn't that just be KTP then? If this can be a close platonic friendship, someone you cohabitate or co-parent with, or someone who becomes a new romantic sexual partner, doesn't that sort of sound like it's KTP? Yeah, that's kind of my confusion with this one, is I don't know how it's different from KTP. Other than, yeah, no, I'm Related not sure. Related to these two people? Like, is it just specifically these two people It is specifically this? two metamors. Yeah, specifically two metamors. So I think I think it's kind of more delineating like KTP is not a sexual connection. Okay. Period. Yeah. So KTP can involve platonic friendships, casual acquaintances, and even deeper romantic connections, kind of like a variety. Yeah. Uh, and one it's yeah, like KTP is um it it's essentially just What's the best way of like trying to explain how these all rank? Uh, my understanding was KTP is, just describes a polycule that is okay not only knowing metamors, but also forming friendships and potentially romantic connections with those metamors. Like, um, it's just like that openness to it, not like a compulsion to do it, if that makes sense. That's how I understood KTP. Um, KTP is that they're actively doing it. Okay. Yeah. So it's an active, in my opinion, KTP is more like they are actively all hanging out together, all meeting, all getting together pretty frequently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, lap sitting is more speaking to metamors, though, which is interesting. The bonding of metamors. So it's kind of yeah. like metamors becoming besties. Yeah. Or sexual besties. Sexties. 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 <laughs> okay. I need a sexty. <laughs> I need a sexty. <laughs> it was also making an important note that this shouldn't feel like a forced connection, which kind of leads me into my concern about lapsitting polyamory is like, once we introduce it as a concept, is that something that like unicorn hunters, for example, are going to be like, oh yeah, well we want to be able to do lapsitting, lapsitting polyamory where like we're best friends, like, you know? No, well, I think mostly because this is just between metamors, mm-hmm. so no. Like wanting your metamors to be besties and stuff. Like, like bringing in the expectation of, like, I want my metamors to be, like, really close. But usually if they're unicorn hunting, it would just be the three of them. Oh, okay, you're right. So I don't think so. Okay. I don't think. If I'm understanding this correctly. Well, I think it's just the close bond between the metamors. Like, metamors that have the propensity to be very, very close, very friendly. They can be their own friends outside of it. Mm-hmm. And then they create another, like, letter of the... They change the letter of their dynamic. Yeah, it sounds like this is mostly, yeah, I'm trying to, I don't know. And to square with X. I'm thinking about the shapes that make the who's connected with who. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I guess this, yeah, this seems to be mostly around kind of metamors becoming close and potentially dating or having, like, becoming a romantic partner. My net isn't even that wide to have that concern or desire. Like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not dating enough people to have enough metamors to be like, wonder if they'll want to be friends. Yeah, no, right now I wouldn't either, but I could, I could see what they're trying to say with this. Um, cause I definitely have dated people who got along with Jay and 
I could, I'm trying to figure out how that would work. I feel like this mostly tends to work amongst. But it would have to be your metamorph being friends with. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, I think it mostly would work amongst, like, more of a bisexual, pansexual, mm-hmm. homosexual population. Because mm-hmm. it's, I don't, I'm not quite sure how it would work as much amongst heterosexuals. Mm-hmm. True. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because my metamor will never want his metamor. Well, unless your metamor is dating another girl who then would be friends with that other uh, Jay's partner in that situation. So it would just be a farther chain down. Yeah, but then they're not metamors. Then they're whatever it's called. Um, Because there's another word. And maybe they're using metamor a little bit more, like, fluidly. But it's, like, when they're even, like, one step apart, Mm -hmm. almost like cousins, then they're called something else. And I'm blanking the name of it. Oh, metamors. It's... Betamors. What's that word? Darn it. Intermors. No. I'll have to look. There's a word for, like, removed metamors, basically. Metamore in law. Because metamores would only be like direct connections, mm-hmm. typically. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying now. I'm totally blanking on the word for it. I'll think of it whenever we're done, I'm sure. Zetamores. So that doesn't like sound like metamores? It is. Yeah, they've just changed up the very. Like, instead that of person. meta, it's something else. Oh, I see. Totally blanking on I'm, it. I'm trying to remember like all Latin classes from like a ch- my right? childhood. Like, what over. SAT word building. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you have first-hand experience with this dynamic? With somebody trying to be, like, your metamor trying to be friends with your partner? No, because, well, because it would be my metamor trying to be friends, friends with, with my partner's, partner's metamor. With his, his partner's, partner's partner. partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. Also, mm-hmm. me not. I think I, I have wanted to be friends with metamors, but I didn't have a person who wanted to be friends with my partner's partner. Yeah. Super complicated. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe one day I'll know enough like people to have this. I do need a spreadsheet to keep it all in the I feel like um, this would be more common in, like, polycules and stuff. Yeah, maybe places that have a higher population of poly people. Yeah, but even then, this would be... This is going to be very, very poly... Like, very person-specific. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. see this one being super common. Have you ever wanted this type of dynamic? No. I can't even have, I couldn't have even conceived of this dynamic, so I couldn't have wanted it. Yeah, no, I don't, for for me, I'm not sure that there's a huge enough difference for me between this and, like, KTP. Okay. Okay. Because KTP does allow for relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to, and that's not specific to KTP, but... Yeah, I don't know that I would, I don't know. For me, this would be more of, like, if we just wanted to specify, well, no, because even then, I don't know. I don't know if I would ever use this. feels very, very specific. I yeah. feel like if I, if I ever see it, I'd be like, oh, there wow. it is. Oh, my God. It's a unicorn of poly relationships. <laughs> Found it. Damn. Or Bigfoot, depending on how you feel about it. <laughs> that, I think that that was what the impression I was getting when I was first, like, looking at it. I was like, wow, this is very, like, specific. This is yeah. a very specific situation that I've even yet to encounter. And I almost feel like since we're on the educational side of polyamory, I think a lot of our, you know, I don't know, we're, we're mostly teaching, so I think that a lot of our members are also new poly people. Has anyone, has anyone experienced this? A lapsetting poly? Yeah. Maybe we'll know. ask in the group if anyone has. Let us know. I don't know. think I have. And I think you would have to do at least a quad or a polycule for this to work. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You got to have you got to have enough players for each team first of all or else we can't get the game started. Yeah. So if so we don't have enough players. Yeah. Exactly. We definitely don't have enough players. Not even in our platonic polycule. Um advantage and disadvantage? I mean Listen, I mean, an advantage is, it's lovely to have another friend. Like, if you're the metamore in the situation who's befriending another metamore, I mean, hey, like, that's the dream of the polycule network, is that, like, it'll introduce me to like-minded people. And, ho- and like, when you think about it, you should be able to meet a lot of like-minded people, because, like, you're dating the same type of people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so should, I don't know, there should be some crossover there in, like, hobbies and stuff that you like. Definitely. I've definitely, like, been on dates with poly people who are like, uh, oh, yeah, my partner's into this, too. My partner's into that, too. And I'm like, well, you have a type, so. Yeah. Well, we know I don't have a type of dating ever. Oh. No one's ever the same. Or you. No. I'm mm-hmm. varied. Mm-mm. Totally random. I got a lot of different ones in there. So different. Um, um, I, I think, you know, obviously. Disadvantages are going to share secrets well, behind your back. An advantage is definitely that they get along, which is always a bonus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's always a bonus if men and boys get along. Mm-hmm. Um, disadvantages, that, that, it could be sticky. I mean, it's another type of relationship being added to the mix. So, like, the complications of adding another relationship are there, too. Well, and so if your metamors are suddenly together, but then you break up with your partner Mm -hmm. but now your metamors are dating Mm. that can get messy fast yeah yeah for sure i mean i think that's a risk of like ktp too though right um it could be but just ktp not necessarily dating Mm -hmm. so like this the dating aspect could get messy Mm -hmm. yeah for sure it takes that would take a lot of emotional maturity to Mm -hmm. get involved in in my opinion Mm -hmm. or should take a lot of emotional maturity Mm -hmm. not that it necessarily what if it was a when the metamors weren't just romantic and just friends and stayed friends after the breakup happened um that could still get kind of messy but at least you're not tying the romantic emotions to it fair i take a lot of emotional maturity fair um, not saying that it couldn't be good. I think if it's easy and it's flowing, go for it. You know, if it's kind of coming naturally to both of you, go ahead and do it. Yeah. But just, you know, listen to the episode on how to end things gracefully because when that ends, it, you know, just need to be prepared mm-hmm. on how is everyone going to manage that and handle it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, those are the new terms brought to you by freaks, kinks, and geeks. Now you're more knowledge Knowledge points up, intellect points up, polypro points up, level up, level up, level up. Maybe slightly more confused, which is okay. And for sucking at something is the first step to getting kind of sort of good at something. Because now we can go Google. Yeah. Or ask. So now someone will be, you'll be like, I've heard of that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. If you could please do me a favor and leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, that would be ideal. Um, If you're enjoying the humor and fun shenanigans here, you're absolutely going to enjoy our Facebook group, so please come over and say hey. Um, I respond to every single comment on that page, especially Mm -hmm. on our welcome page. I do welcome all the time our new She does the welcome. For sure. She will respond to those. Yes, I will. If it's not interesting to me, then I will not. So Sorry for your luck. Be interesting. Sorry for your luck. We'll cut through it out here. 
yeah it is cutthroat um and because it's so cutthroat it would be amazing if you helped support us and our show please go to our patreon we have bonus footage there we have different tiers of support that you can select or if you want to make a one-time contribution you can go to our ko-fi page and buy us a ko-fi and then check out our facebook make sure we're at 1600 we're still growing you can join our munches if you're here local and come out and hang out with us and our friends and Sometimes we talk about poly kink stuff, and sometimes we just talk about random shit. Like, they love to talk about stuff that I have no idea what they're talking about. Sometimes we're just making friends. And it's fun. Yeah. Good? Good. Bye.